let's face it, 2020 has been a dumpster fire, and this holiday season is going to look a little different. You aren't going to any ugly sweater parties, cuffing season is pointless, and forget about Secret Santa. Hang out with us, Molly and Andrea, as we break down your favorite Lifetime and Hallmark-style holiday movies. We've lived together for 10 years. We love snacks, we love wine, and we can't go anywhere right now. We're just two roommates that adore Christmas movies. Throughout this podcast, we will recap 2020's newest Christmas movies while infusing our personal experiences into the mix. It's cozy. It's funny. It's a palate cleanser from this wild, wild year. So relax. Pour yourself a seasonal libation and let's get into it. Hello, today's episode features Let's Meet Again on Christmas Eve. It debuted on Lifetime in December 2020. Directed by Jeff Beasley. Written by Carly Smale. Starring Kyla Pratt and Brooke Starnell. Let's get into it. College sweethearts Corinne and Rob are reunited years later while working on a Christmas vow renewal. They struggle to reconnect, but the magic of the holiday season has other plans. Always good to see Kyla Pratt. I agree. We were a big, proud family uh, house growing up. Her voice is just so beautiful. I think she is the best. She's so sweet. She's one of those people. I'll watch her in anything. She's a joy to, joy to see. Oh, I completely agree. I completely agree. So Kyla plays Corinne in this film. And we open on kind of a flashback, actually, to Corinne and her college boyfriend, Rob, meeting on Christmas Eve. I really like this intro because we see them immediately and they have a past relationship. They're here on Christmas Eve. They're there to exchange gifts. Yeah, they're adorable. We ship them. I do want to say there is a brief voiceover moment when they're being introduced where it says that Rob is a realist and Corinne is a romantic. Mm. Do you consider yourself either one of those? Ooh, it's a good question. I don't know that the two are mutually exclusive for me. I feel like I'm a healthy combination. <laughs> or maybe not healthy, maybe a work in progress combination. <laughs> yeah, and I think that the what you said is they're not mutually exclusive. And I think as we see throughout the movie that they kind of merge and maybe Corinne becomes more realistic and Rob maybe becomes more romantic. So I think Ooh. it's a really interesting thing to see. Oh, absolutely. I also appreciate that Corinne shows up to this meeting and is pretty out the gate, says, where's my gift? Yeah. The year before like she that. says, he gave her jumper cables. Awful. Come on. Know your audience, dude. That's not a Christmas gift. That is a, I think you need this gift at any time. That's a Tuesday gift. Yes. Yeah. Let's be clear, people. That's a Wednesday. That's a Thursday. That's not December 24th, okay? No. No matter you're male, female, non-binary, I don't care who you are. If you are with a partner, you can give them a gift at any time. Yes. Excellent point. We Excellent do not need Christmas. <laughs> we do not need Christmas for gifts. But it's romantic. I think that's something I think that's romantic is getting somebody jumper cables when there's no gift needed. Mm -hmm. I think things like that are what can keep a relationship fresh. And it doesn't have to be expensive gifts or just something thoughtful. Yes, a thoughtful gesture. Yes, of course. So as she is about to receive her gift, Rob's backpack falls over and papers fall out of his bag, saying that he has been accepted into this internship for a photography school in Italy. Corinne didn't know about this. She immediately responds with, why didn't you tell me? He says he's not going. And she, of course, says, go. This is a huge opportunity. Do not stay here for me. Like the self-assured queen she is. Yes. Why would you? I don't think I could ever allow somebody not 
not to do that. That right. creates resentment that is an immediate fail for a relationship. No, 100%. It would be something that he would look back on years and be like, remember when you didn't let me do this? And they're in college. Right. Do they're it. Young. It's the time to do it. So she, in a very healthy way, says do it. They both kind of agree that long distance is the wrong distance. He goes to Italy. But before they end their night... Oh, yes. This is important. We do learn Corinne tells us about this little story they're in front of this university tree and apparently there was a guy named Bernard years and years and years ago who wooed his future wife by creating these ornaments and putting them on the tree he was a shoemaker he was a really thoughtful person and she just finds it so romantic that she takes a postcard that was hanging on the Christmas tree she writes a little contract it says let's meet again in two years she signs it he signs it she rips them in half. Very sweet moment. And then we cut to seven years later. Corinne is a successful event planner and her boss is asking her to plan the event of these two Silicon Valley billionaires, which is their vow renewal on Christmas Eve. And she comes back and says, listen, it's Christmas. If I do this, and I create a successful wedding for these people, I want to be part of it. Yes! <laughs> Yes, we live for it. Yes, honey. She is taking control. He's hesitant. And she says, you have your pool because of me. Your business is what it is because of me. Uh-huh. So take it or leave it, buddy. Yeah. He, he takes it. So she also agrees. And then she goes to meet the couple, Sam and Nancy. They tell her that their vow renewal is going to be in Connecticut. And that's also where she went to school. So she's a little hesitant, understandably. Yes. It's going to bring back a lot of memories. But these people are also billionaires. This could be a huge career-making move for her. So she does it. She arrives. And we also learn from the couple that because they're billionaires, they're a little famous. A magazine's going to be covering their wedding story and they're going to have a photo journalist there with them to document the experience. Yes. So they tell her a photographer will be documenting the process for about two weeks and they joke, hope you like your picture taken. Molly, I suck at getting my picture taken. You are a model. Do you like it? I don't mind it. Yeah. Do you have any tips? Listen, I'm not going to lie. I've actually gotten a lot of tips from watching America's Next Top Model. The key is to not move too fast in your posing. Uh And just watch your angles. I tend to, I think everybody gets mad. I tend to have a bit of that stoic, sexy face. Yes. Which I prefer. I don't really like my smile on camera. That's just me. Yeah, I get really squinty or I feel like my face looks fat. But here's the thing is we all go back and we look at our pictures and we can analyze and analyze and analyze and I've tried to learn to not to do that because easier said than done for me right exactly and we're our own worst critic but you're beautiful I think you are like the most photogenic person I know so I had to ask oh thank you you are also photogenic you're Uh, beautiful okay all right well we're here we're ready And guess what? Immediately, Rob and Corinne run into each other. They realize they're now going to have to work together. Right, because Rob is the photographer. Yes. He's the photojournalist. Yes. They have this meeting. They're... Uh, very awkward with each other. It's not a warm embrace. It's pretty cold. Corinne goes upstairs to call her sister Elizabeth, and we as an audience learn that Rob stood Corinne up at the tree all those years ago. Corinne says she doesn't want to know why. 
Would you want to know why? Yes. Yes, of course I would want to know why. <laughs> Wouldn't you? Yes, it would drive me absolutely insane if I didn't know. And this isn't some... I can understand if you've been in a relationship or you've had maybe a little bit of a traumatic moment with somebody and you don't want the details because it would be too hurtful. No. This, I want to know. My curiosity would have killed me by now. I completely agree. But Corinne maintains she does not want to know. So the next day, Sam and Nancy take Corinne and Rob to a local Christmas decoration shop. They had a little quarrel earlier because he stuck his little nose in her business. She brought down this itinerary. She was ready to go. Uh, I live for an itinerary. I was so excited about it. So excited. My little event planner bug was definitely pleased but they have this so when they end up here and they're suggested to go get a Christmas tree together because Sam and Nancy have to go pick up their daughter they're reluctant but they gotta do it I'm sure these two are getting paid boatloads of money so there's really very few things at this point that they're gonna say no to and they go and you know what it's a normal Christmas tree farm with normal Christmas trees yes exactly they uh, start talking about old memories while they're getting the tree they bring it back they start decorating Corinne asks Rob so how was Italy and he evades the question so we're still left in the dark about why he didn't show up it's driving me crazy why did he show up you guys have it you have chemistry you're lovely together why also can you truly believe that for two years they just said nah and they didn't talk to each other wow it would certainly take a lot of self-discipline i think it's strange that they didn't even keep in contact for a little bit after he left with just even the simple things how are you i miss you what's going on well well even at this point if it was after he didn't show up at the tree i'd be like uh hello yeah rage texts would have happened for (laughs) sure but we also meet a new character here who is fabulous it is sam and nancy's daughter tracy tracy comes in she's very valley girl and we're kind of thinking okay i know who this person is i get a vibe but she kind of she kind of does the damn thing with this i have to admit i got a very broadway i wrote my notes broadway blonde kind of vibe i feel like she could have been played l woods on broadway during legally blonde oh yes definitely who was the first person to play l woods i don't know i think i don't know do you remember that mtv or vh1 one of them yes. had a show it was a competition show yes. for the first lead of legally blonde yes oh my gosh why is that not on some rerun channel we can watch now. Don't know. Would absolutely Would re-watch. absolutely watch that. What an amazing premise for a competition series yes. on MTV. Yes. But she's... I do remember that. What was that called? It was like Being Elle Woods or something. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, she seems very Broadway blonde. Very Valley girl. She's very flirtatious with Rob also. And they both live in New York City. So at this point, Corinne's kind of watching their interaction, wondering to herself, are they together? And it seems she's got a little nickname. She calls him Robbie. Uh-huh. We don't know. But there's she also isn't totally awful you can sense she's just got a big personality totally the next morning we see corinne tracy and nancy having a girl talk and they're all sharing and they ask corinne why she's single corinne admits that she doesn't really know what happened in her past relationship but she does know that it was true love and rob is on the stairway and overhears this he, of course, takes that. He knows it's him. She says it was back in college. She says she hasn't dated anyone since, at least seriously. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think this also gives Nancy and Tracy a little bit of a hint of uh, what's going on behind the scenes. 
Totally. After that girls convo, they all head to go wedding dress shopping. Yes. Wedding things need to be done. They try on so many dresses. Andrea, how did you feel about the look of these dresses? So here's the thing. This woman is gorgeous. She is stunning. She is absolutely beautiful. And the dresses that they had her in were very... I, I just... They were frumpy. They yeah, were dowdy. They weren't yeah. form-fitting. There wasn't anything special about them. There were these weird cap They were old sleeves. school. Yeah. It was like nothing that was like really a wow factor. But they find one that they have an awe moment about, which it's not great. And even the one that they pick were like kind of underwhelmed. I was going to ask you, you and I have both been bridesmaids, as we have mentioned several times. What do you think is like the best part of going wedding dress shopping with your friends? I do think it's really fun. You get to see somebody try on all these cool, fun dresses. Yeah. It, depending on where you go to, there's like a coordinator who picks out, they understand your style, and then they pick out dresses they think you'll like. And my most recent with Rachel, we knew. The moment she tried on the one that worked. Wow. That was it. it that was cool. aha moment. Yeah. That's so special. Yeah. It's very emotional. And it was just us. We're in a pandemic. It was unfortunate that everybody couldn't be there. And we all have to have our masks on the whole time. Yeah. But we were still able to make it work. It was fun. I love that. But also in this scene, so the shop owner, they find this dress, but it's a little big. They need it hemmed. They need it taken in. The shop owner says, I'm going on vacation in like three days not gonna happen but Corinne uh-huh. pulls out her boss bitch and she says yes. listen I'll put you on some fancy little list and some fancy little magazine and I will make you known if you do this and the shop owner agrees I mean why wouldn't she this is the kind of skill set Corinne has that is gonna make her partner she has got it going on and yes it's gonna be a lot of work for this shop owner but the payoff is going to be so worth it. They're happy. They leave. They're in high spirits. So they get back and we are introduced to the officiant who is Uncle Bernie, baby. Yes. And immediately we wonder, will he die? Will we carry his body around for the weekend? That's so morbid. We get at Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are correct. He's got fabulous shoes. He's dressed to the nines. He's like, he always seems to be dressed with like a suit. He's looking fly for an yes. almost 80-year-old man. Yeah, he is freaking adorable. Horrible. And they've been speaking so highly of him. We meet him and then we're thrown into a game of Christmas charades with him. Hear us out on this one. On paper, Christmas charades. Uh, okay, sure. But this scene, we loved. It was so much fun. They actually showed them playing. They showed the guessing. We found ourselves guessing at the TV with them. It was a really fun scene to watch. Yeah, and I honestly feel like the actors themselves were like laughing during it. Like they were giving like really funny clues. It was super cute. So we're at the end of the game. Tracy and Sam, they only need one more to win. And Tracy pulls it off. They win. They hug father, daughter. But then we see a look on Corinne's face that gives us a little bit of question she she seems sad about this and we're not quite sure why yet everyone else kind of gets ready for bed corinne is sitting alone downstairs and rob comes to cheer her up by making her peppermint tea which has always been her favorite historically so it's like her comfort beverage and then he takes her on a walk the acting between these two people is so good so effortless the chemistry between them is it's just very well cast and these guys are killing it 
Yes. And here we do learn some sad news. Yes. The reason Corinne was so sad and needed a moment to herself is because her father is ill. So just being around the holidays and seeing this interaction between father and daughter with Tracy and Sam was difficult. Yeah. He has Alzheimer's, which is a really painful thing to watch and experience. He they have all these memories that he can't seem to remember with her. And so she seems to have been staying away from home. You know, she'll go home maybe for a little bit, but she's been trying to keep herself busy during the last Christmas holidays because it makes her sad. And her being vulnerable with this to Rob connects them even more. And just as us as an audience leaves us wondering what happened between these guys? What happened? I don't know. But he does say him and Tracy, nothing's happening. They're just friends. So yes. So the door is open. The door is open. open. The next day we are at another wedding essential. They are tasting cakes. And I thought this was so creative because it's not just big slices of cake. They are little cake bites. And I thought it was so adorable. And yeah. if I was ever going to do it, that's what I want to do. They were cake bites. And the options that they had were all Christmas themed. For example, hot chocolate cake. And the one that they went with really perplexed me, I would say. It was called eggnog cake. Andrea and I are not fans of eggnog. So we're not really sure why they would choose this. But Andrea, if you were to choose a wedding cake flavor, what do you think it would be? Ooh, it's a good question. And again, I'm not a person that's really like Pinterest it out that that day would ever look like. I don't know that I would have a cake. Do you think you would have something instead? I would definitely have something sweet for sure. I mean, obviously a cookie table. Every wedding I've been to, I'm always dancing when they serve the cake. I have never eaten cake at a wedding. It's always served when I'm on the dance floor because I'm on the dance floor the whole time. And I get back and it's cleared. I've experienced at so many weddings, not only do they clear the I cake. I look forward to it too. I'm like, oh great. And it's gone. Yeah. They'll clear my wine. They clear everything. I agree. I would not. And trust me, we've worked at weddings. So we're like, especially events and stuff like that. I'm clearing everyone's stuff constantly as well. I don't get the clearing the alcohol, full glasses of alcohol. That's oh no, that's a crime. A waste. That's I a mean, crime. I guess for safety reasons, I can understand, but I'll other than that, you, I hope you are not charging the parents or the bride and groom who are paying for this because you've probably, they've probably spent thousands of extra dollars on that cleared alcohol. So I don't know if that's a scam or what. Ooh. What about I, you? Would you have a cake? What, no. What, you, oh, you wouldn't? No. Oh, no. okay. All right. I don't like, I don't really like cake. Why don't you seem surprised when I said no? So I was feeling, <laughs> uh, I would have. I've been to a wedding where they had this and I thought it was a really cute idea. So we do something similar, a candy table and have little, they have little <gasps> like takeout boxes where you could fill them up with candy. Wait, that's so cute. And I love candy. So that's what I would do. Oh, I love that. And I'm very here for that. Right for late night the next day, you have a little snack for your drive or your airplane ride home. And who doesn't love candy? And it would be all that's different. It's so chocolate fun. and Smarties, Sour Patch Kids, all the good stuff. Ooh, I'm there. I am there for sure. Well, we also see here that the family, this rich family who you expect to be a little hoity-toity, maybe a little rude, they're just so nice. They've oh my gosh. so nice this whole time. Yeah, they're the nicest rich people you've ever met. Rob, after learning about the news from Corinne, decides to do something a little romantic for her. Yes. I actually would go as far to say, not a little romantic, a lot of romantic. He rents out an ice skating rink for her, which apparently is something that her dad used to do. They have a very beautiful, lovely, laugh-filled afternoon. Molly, are you a good ice skater? When I, I haven't been ice skating in a very long time. When I was young, I think I used to shoot around the rink a while, but then I weirdly developed a fear of falling down and having my fingers 
skated off. <gasps> I oh know God. that sounds awful, but I would just like to attest that this may be a weird fear, but I did just rip my toes open. So it does come from a place what of the... truth. Oh my God. It's strange. I haven't been ice skating in a very, very long time. I would do it again. Did you see it in a movie or something? I must have. I mean, must have. I love horror movies. Right. Or so Goosebumps or something. Something yeah. weird that like triggered this, but I just, I don't know what it is. But you know, when you get something like that in your head, you just can't. It just like, it's like, ooh, it's just like a oh, weird Oh, I feel you. Here. Yeah. Do you, oh. Are you good at ice skating? Do you like to do it? I haven't done it in probably 107 years. I don't know. It's cold. Yeah. <laughs> I can do without it. <laughs> I've definitely never done it like in Chicago or like what no, is your name? No. Well, they get, in, they do have a, some good moments, but they do end up getting into a fight. It's because they just cannot get on the same page. I mean, how could they? This monumentous thing in their relationship has happened and they have not discussed it. So obviously there is some tension. The tension escalates, though, whenever Corinne realizes she is late to pick up the wedding dress. And we've seen it before, kids. Wow. They closed. And I am furious about this. And that is why I have to submit my nomination for the Ursula Award to go to this bridal boutique. Because you guys agreed on these terms and conditions that you would spend hours, hours and hours and hours doing all this laborious activity and then go on your vacation and you're just going to leave? Are you kidding? I second your nomination. I don't have anybody else. They are 100% the Ursula. You just screwed yourself out of potentially a lot more business and notoriety. Again, we are in the situation where we're in a small town. You have their numbers, their emails. You didn't even attempt to contact them to say, you know, I have to go. Are you on your way? You could have probably waited five or 10 more minutes because she wasn't that late. So yeah, I agree. I think it's terrible business. I think you suck. Well, it's also, it's not as though you're getting a blouse tailored okay you're getting a wedding dress tailored you need this for one specific day and if it's not there in that specific day uh, what's the point of all the work you just did i'm sure they paid a pretty penny to get this done and she could have moved her flight if she would have made this happen then she could have made enough money off of the sales from the notoriety to have another vacation but guess what you're not getting another vacation next year Next Christmas, you're going to be tailoring until after Santa's gone. We're very passionate about this. Yeah. It's okay. ridiculous. It's very infuriating. Corinne is determined to remedy the situation, okay? She is going to fix it, okay? She goes to the local Christmas store, and she's met by Uncle Bernie. And there, they have a little chat. He tries to cheer her up a little bit, and out comes the Christmas shop owner, weirdly enough, in a big white wedding dress covered in this beautiful velvet-like long-sleeved cape that just kind of buttons right in the bosom area. It's very Christmassy. Though she appeared seemingly out of nowhere, this is a major glow-up from the previous dress that Nancy had bought. Oh, yes. Definitely. She And Nancy loves it. Nancy is very happy with this. As dress. she should be. As she should be. Corinne gets it done. Later, we get more clarification as to why Rob didn't show up that night. He, I guess, stalked her on social media and saw a picture with her and her boss, Victor. And he says, well, I thought you were with somebody. And she says, 
he's my boss, and not that it matters, but he has been happily married to his husband for 10 years. She throws it right back at him. How dare you? Yeah, how dare you? Great retort. I'd also like to add, she says, I deserve someone who's going to show up. And she leaves it at that. She says, don't don't try to come and apologize We now. love to see it. We love to see it. Yeah, she is really holding her own. She is strong. Yeah. She's awesome. And I really appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. Words can only get you so far, people. Which brings us to... A couple moments right before the ceremony happens, Rob and Bernie have a little talk by the fire outside, and Bernie is giving some great advice to Rob. Yeah, it's essentially a pep talk on the power of Christmas magic. He tells Rob to stop talking and to show up and show her his love. He tells him to stop being polite and start getting real. Exactly. (laughs) We're at the wedding. Well, right before, we do see a moment before with Corinne and Tracy. They're getting ready and Tracy, uh, we see an even more human side of her. Yeah. And Tracy, again, I just want to emphasize, like, she's the character that shows up and you're like, oh, yeah, I know this is going to be. But she is lovely and she looks Corinne in the eye and she says, it has been a pleasure to watch you work. And that is why I have nominated Tracy for the Kathy Najimy Award. That is fair. I can definitely see why. She has been nothing but supportive and Uh encouraging. And not only that, she mentions and discusses how important second chances are as she's kind of glancing over at Rob. Clearly, she knows at this point. Corinne takes that in. She she definitely takes that in and and has a hard think about it. Now, we see a very beautiful (sighs) wedding ceremony. This wedding is spectacular. I was moved to tears, which admittedly is not hard to do, but it it was stunning. It was stunning. It was very tear-provoking. She just, it's this big stairwell and Tracy's are walking, Tracy is walking her down and she's got that big red cape on with the white dress. Very Christmassy. It, It was beautiful. And then Bernie officiates so well. Oh, he absolutely does. He reads from Corinthians, which is a very popular reading at weddings. I like it. Yeah, it's it's good. It's it's nice. Do you have any favorites of interpretations of doing a reading at your wedding that you've seen? Reading is a great way to have people included in your ceremony, I think. If they're not in your wedding party and you just want to acknowledge how much you love somebody. A wedding that I was in, or we were all at for friends of ours, Earl and Brett, they had a couple readings, but they also had two of their favorite people sing a song from Sideshow. And it was gorgeous. It was so stunning and so powerful. And it was a lovely moment. Love to do a song as a reading. That was really cool. So we're at the reception now. Yes. And Bernie slow dances with Corinne and he gives her a stocking. She's like, thank you so much. This has been lovely, but I'm catching a train. Like, I'm out of here. And she's not necessarily running away because of Rob. She wants to go see her family. No, it's true. She truly, she actually genuinely does. Bernie, after that, gives Rob a stocking as well. And this is where I'd like to make my nomination for the Kathy and Jimmy Award. And it goes to Bernie. Yes. Oh, that's such a good one. I love him so much. I definitely, yeah. So sweet. I'll get on board with that for sure. Right here, they open their stockings and they each see their halves of this contract. And this is the the most subtle touch of Christmas magic we see. Mm-hmm. And he really brings them together. And if you haven't figured it out by now, he's Bernard. He is the OG Christmas tree romantic man. Exactly. And they both open these stockings and it's like, it's impossible. How did this happen? But Bernie made it happen. They both meet at the tree. Snow is falling and they kiss. 
yes, this is it. And that, yeah, they and met that, again. And they met again. And that is Let's Meet Again on Christmas Eve. All right, let's get into some particulars here. How do you feel about the Bechtel test? It did not pass. We we kind of were hope We always do. And we just, always hope. Yeah. It's just nearly impossible in these movies. I know. What about representation? I think there was a good amount. Uh, we had people of color and we also had the LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. community represented a little bit. There can always be more, but but I do think there was a good amount. Agreed. And there can always be more for sure. How would you rate this movie, Molly, on a scale from cold cocoa to hot cider? I would rate this uh, a twist on a classic. So I would give it a hot cocoa because of the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But you add a couple spices maybe a little whiskey or rum just to make it your own because we see sam and nancy creating a new tradition for themselves we see corinne and rob also making changes to better themselves so that's what i would do it that's a fabulous answer i love that i think that i would do a peppermint tea but served on ice in a to-go container like a to-go like reusable shaker because peppermint tea is like her comfort drink in this film but also she's on the go and she's organized and she's always moving so it's just something that's like easy to sip on while you're you know driving around taking care of business that is a fantastic (laughs) rating we loved this movie loved it yay Thank you so much for joining us today on Quarantine Christmas. Be sure to check out our Instagram, Molly and Andrea Podcast, and we've curated a banging holiday playlist on Spotify called Quarantine Christmas Podcast Playlist. And most importantly, subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends, call your neighbor, text your ex. No, just kidding. Please don't do that. Spread the word about Quarantine Christmas. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.